one. Keep on rolling, 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 rolling. What? Here I was thinking that we were going, that we weren't going to be capturing our uh, admitted love for new metal on podcasts, but apparently. Jordan has a confession to make. I don't know if you can be a, a leftist podcast without a Adidas tracksuits and B a check. love for new metal and <laughs> mostly <a> backwards <laughs> red Yankees hat. I will, oh boy! My, I, come on! I will never wear a Yankees hat. Was the uh, was the phrase I listened to an embarrassing amount of System of a Down? Is that is that what I heard one of you say? Yeah, that's what Greg said, and I retorted with, "I listened to an uncomfortable amount of Limp Biscuit." A Limp Biscuit, that's right. For the record, System of a Down stays in the gym. It's like <laughs> Ve- it's like Las Vegas. <laughs> oh yeah, it's yeah. I want to listen to like Cigaro when I'm deadlifting. This is wild. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I think I just sort of missed the new. I think I, the closest I ever got to like being like an actual new metal listener was Linkin Park. But like I never. I saw Linkin Park in high school. Yeah, that they were they were cool. <laughs> I like them. I like uh, I'm not going to yeah. lie. I like the mashup album they did with Jay-Z. It was it, a good one. It's sick. It's sick. We're not going to end the podcast going out to numb encore. I remember no. uh, growing up in Orem and all that too, because I came out when I was in high school and everything. And like, there were so many people who were just really upset because I can't believe Limp Bizkit would do an album with swearing. You mean, J- wait, <laughs> with swearing? <laughs> yeah. I yeah, thought it was Orem, baby. It was, it's just one of them days. It really is. How are you guys? It's bringing me on money, by the way. Welcome to an episode. Oh, dude, uh, we got the intro in before two minutes. Yeah, I got in right right before the buzzer. Um, To be fair, this all started with me. Dangerous. This all started with an off-the-air conversation about how uh, me, as a nearly forty-year-old man, just discovered the band Idols, which is apparently on a big Idols kick. Which apparently have been cool since two thousand nine, but I didn't know that (laughs) because that was that's past my prime. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I just got into them a couple weeks ago, and yeah, they're my new favorite band, and they're all I listen to because. They're just loud and angry, and their lead singer sounds like he uh, like gargles battery acid and chews marbles. <laughs> yeah, it rocks. He's got like the craziest like Peaky Blinders Cockney accent. He really does. Like he doesn't say thing; he says fing or a hundred thousand. <laughs> Dude, I have some more music I can I can send you. Yeah, please do. Vein. Send me send me um, loud, angry music that I don't know about because I'm old as fuck. <laughs> you really, uh, you, you bring up a kind of a good point though. Like uh, like you were talking about how much of the music that you just normally listen to now is stuff that you listened to like 20 years ago. Yeah, from I like think the, most yeah. people do kind of get stuck in just like a. It, it's it's weird. Tr- like the music discovery process now is just like so different. Like, yeah, that I think that's it too. Cause I just, I never got hip to that as well. Like I just, yeah. I just stuck to the music I listened to from like 2004 to 2010. And that's still on all of my playlists. Right. And now the whole like internet revolution of finding indie bands and this and that, and who's hot has completely passed me by. Yeah. It's a whole different it's a whole different thing. Like, yeah, it, it's the Grandpa Simpson. Uh, it'll happen to you. Used to be with it. 
but then they changed what it was. Now what I'm with isn't it, and what's it seems weird and scary to me. It'll happen to you. I am Grandpa Simpson in this context, 100%. I am the old man yelling at a yeah. cloud. It I happens, used to be man. with it, but they changed what it was. It's honestly true. And but yeah. I mean, I, I do the same thing. Um, but yeah, like, I guess it's the way kids are discovering music now. It's wild. Um, so much of it is coming from like trending TikTok sounds. Yeah. And <laughs> like, maybe that's a thing. Like, I, I'm not on TikTok. Yeah, so there's this, like, a good example. I was just talking to a friend about this. Um, there's that He Is We song from, like, the early 2000s that got really popular because of Saltburn. Huh. And then people oh, yeah. started using, like, a sped-up version of it. Like, that's another thing for TikTok is they speed up pop, they speed up or slow down, like, older popular songs. Right, right. And He Is We released a sped-up version, like, in 2024 released a single a sped up version of this song that's essentially just a reflection of like what's popping off on tiktok so it's it's bizarre man there's then there's a critique that like bands and artists are making music for tiktok to try to that does not surprise me there is a lot of music that exists like there was a lot of that like growing up with myspace though yeah no it's (laughs) it's like a bit of a uh, repetition of that yeah it does like remember like that's how tila tequila got big oh dude there were so many like just myspace bands that were just like isn't that how frank ocean got discovered that's how soldier boy was like it was like frank ocean like hollywood underground and things like that soldier boy was on was on it yeah but yeah there were so many that were just like history big on myspace and we never that was like a thing we're like, oh, we're big on MySpace. Yeah, yeah. That, this that is why we thing. can't ban TikTok. We we have to get new music. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. I mean, I also just missed the glory day of MySpace just making a page that if you clicked on, it just felt like a bomb exploded. Yeah. Could you imagine just, John John Fetterman trying to navigate MySpace with HTML and strobe lights? Of just glowy gifs and like the loudest song you could think of, and then like just a like, just a song that sounds like a car crash. Yes, intro to HTML coding. It was great. <laughs> um, we, well, let's see. We got a big announcement we're making. Um, we'll be at CPAC this year. <laughs> we Weirdly, we got invited <laughs> alongside Tim Ballard. You know, Tim reached out uh, and... We're bearing the hatchet. You know, yeah. We're... 2024 is all about growth and unity. It's so true. Um, and yeah, catch us, catch us front and center. I'm really excited. I think Tim has a great message. Mm-hmm. Yeah. About the second and third and fourth and fifth and sixth chances. I heard Matt Schlapp talking about how he's like, he, he's essentially trying to Hold make on. CPAC. Matt, Matt what? <laughs> Matt Schlapp. There we go. Um, His he name is an onomatopoeia. Like, I'm trying to bring in all of the like most sued men in America. (laughs) Well, I mean, that makes sense considering I did everything right. uh, And they invited me to CPAC. (laughs) Well, I mean, it makes sense knowing like Matt Schlapp's current legal predicament of him fondling a driver. Steve Bannon was was talking about CPAC and Steve Bannon seemed like he was kind of just like fucking with Matt Schlapp. He was like, how do you, he's like, give me a response to Trump getting sued for, or uh, getting essentially owing Gene, E. Gene Carroll like 85 million dollars for uh for the whole uh, committing <laughs> sexual assault thing and match laps like oh uh well that's why at cpac we're bringing in every single person who's been sued for Canceled. committing s- sex past crimes yeah. so that's why tim ballard's there 
I love and that's it. That's not why we were there. We are not going to be at CPAC. It's did you guys? Just canceled, did you guys so. ever used to watch like the the original Batman? I never like did. The, yeah. Like the old school, like very first like the Adam Batman. West. Yeah. And you know, like yeah. how anytime he would like hit a bad guy, it would say like power, zam or oh, yeah. zonks. Like, that was the best. Schlapp sounds like like one of those. Like Batman would hit a villain and you would just see in like a big like cartoon box just slap. He, yeah, he just he hit the Joker with like a yeah. big rubber chicken or something. Exactly. Remind me, he, he's the one that was like getting chauffeured around by like a staffer that he like tried to hook yes, up with. That'd right? be the yeah. one. Yes. Okay. All allegedly, by the way. Sorry. <laughs> allegedly, definitely. Um yeah, so congrats to Tim for booking his first gig. Uh now that he's I think separated, excommunicated. <laughs> Fired from uh, like all three under of the investigation. jobs he had under investigation by the state of Utah <laughs> against all odds because the state of Utah attorney general was his best friend. Denounced by him. Um, denounced by Glenn Beck. Uh, <laughs> and being sued by like I think eight or nine different people for sexual assault. Some um, I, I want to find the. Uh, What's his Look, face? Is he report. had a bad second half of the year. Let's be honest. <laughs> I don't know if anyone. He, he was like the Detroit Lions of like living. <laughs> yeah, um, Adam Her- Herbets is that you say his name? Um, I gotta find the the Tim Ballard thing that he tweeted the other day. Um, he he, had, pre- he tweeted like a bunch of like text messages, threats. Oh, and all court that documents filed by attorneys for um, Celeste Boris state Tim Ballard raped her or attempted to rape her in California, Ecuador, Mexico, Florida, London, Utah, Dominican Republic, Nashville, Washington D.C., and Ohio. Um, when was he not like trying to rape this woman? <laughs> I don't know. That's that's so, and this is all within like a year and a half. I mean, I, I guess like if nothing else, he's persistent. But God, yeah. dude, like take a hint. Um, police investigations have been opened in San Diego, San Clemente, Ca- uh, Campbell, California, um, and the Los Angeles International Airport, <laughs> Linden, Utah, uh, Linden, Utah, and Utah County. So Judas he's got Priest. like city investigations. He's got county investigations. He's got an airport investigating him. My goodness. That's just insane. Yeah. It's, it, it's funny too. Cause you read all these like text message exchanges in this thing that Adam Hervey's wrote about. And okay. I guess, I don't know what his last name is, <laughs> Sorry. but Sorry, Adam. I, I think my favorite one was, um, it was his psychic like giving advice for how to sober him up for like an event or something like that, which just gave me the very delightful thought of like his psychic <laughs> was like John Goodman from Flight. <laughs> That's awesome. We're going to save those oh. kids, Timmy. Banana boat's coming. <laughs> okay, so um, the court filing also says that others will be opened in D.C., Ohio, and Florida. So, oh my good lord, um, what the hell? There's these threads that Adam posted on here that are just very extensive. So, the fact oh, the that the text like, message stuff is disgusting, yeah, it gets bad. Yeah, we might have to do a follow up episode just on that. <laughs> yeah, um, so <laughs> one thing that this is such an aside, sort of, but like Tim Ballard at some point shared a document from his bishop that said that he was in good standing with the church. And then there's a text message exchange that the bishop said, I rescind my 
statement saying you're in good standing <laughs> because you don't not. under any circumstances gotta hand it to him. No, it's uh, it's pretty bad. These are this these threads are absolutely insane. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah. Um, we can talk uh, the fact all that about they're that. hiring like. <laughs> for CPAC to bring in this guy like you can you, you can so have plausible deniability so by a lot of people but Tim Ballard has literally been denounced by everyone in his life like yeah. there's like, no one uh, left except other accused guys so this is what well, this, is this what yeah. just like the logical endpoint of like what the, the Republican Party is going to become the yes. most canceled people just, in America yeah, and just like the not just that but like the most detestable just like pests from all walks of life oh absolutely what it seems like that's really it just seems like an absolute race to the bottom yeah it's pretty brutal which we're going to talk about the guy at the top too speaking yeah, of sex we pests. Will be. i mean speaking of which um <laughs> speaking of the republican project right now uh our, our governor came out in support of um of the Texas governor uh, bravely saying that he, his state has the right to ban or to essentially drown immigrants in the river. Um, there's this weird standoff that's sort of taking place between the feds and these different state governments that are backing up Abbott in Texas. Greg, basically Greg trying Abbott to determine right now, um, man, the border thing is such a, it's disgusting. <laughs> it's, it's so stupid. Um, Okay, first of all, like I, I don't know what the what the what the standing is on Andrew Callahan, but he Channel Five had a video, a border a quote border crisis video where he was down there just talking to the people that, like migrants who were illegally crossing the border and just like interviewing all of them, and it was really good. <laughs> and like the way that like the depiction, the 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 picture that's painted, that's like. You know, these are these terrorists that are coming in. We have no idea who they are. Basically, everyone he talked to was just like people from all over the world with passports and they're turning themselves in so they can get into the asylum system. And the most one of the most dangerous parts about the border, um, aside from the fact that there are people, are, you know, uh, de- extremely dehydrated without food, making this extra- extraordinary long journey is that there are vigilantes out on the border, essentially trying to either destroy water that's set up for these migrants or um, a lot worse. Um, it's pretty insane. Yeah. No, it, it, it's a pretty horrible condition right now. And like, it's it's really stupid because you see like the National Guard out there and everything too. Like a lot of those Texas National Guard guys are not getting paid right now because the Texas state government just hasn't funded them at all. Yeah. And, and since it's like a national guard deployment the state has to fund all of that themselves and it's gotten to the point where even like texas national guard like enlisted people are trying to unionize yeah so it's a fun time all around but every other like horrible red state that has like zero economic benefit to this country is like trying to send their national guard just completely like empty out their coffers the the governor of south dakota or something like that was yeah, South Dakota rejected troops. like a uh, uh, feeding hungry kids initiative, yeah. but have also like deployed their troops to the southern border like three times. Healthy, yeah. functioning democracy. It's uh, it's pretty bad. Um, it's in, it's insane. It's this stupid. is just like this. This seems like absolute peak culture war. 
Like, wh- where where do we go from here? This is literally the plot of like the HBO film, The Second Civil War. Yeah, and except like, for we don't even get the benefit of having Phil Hartman be our president. And that's the thing, like, <laughs> guys, we saw what you guys tried to do when you ransacked the Capitol. Like, yeah. I'm you, you're going to start a civil war with the guy who tased his balls and Ashley Babbitt. Yeah, it's dude. And then the worst, the other flip side of this is that Joe Biden is basically like feeding into all of this nonsense. Dude, he's getting absolutely dog walked by 24 Republican governors and he's doing nothing because his brain is like as soft as the ice cream that he served every day. It's really pathetic. Like the way that they're basically he's basically I think today was it today or yesterday he was saying he he wants to close the border. (laughs) This is the thing, though, and I actually I want to get into this because it's been driving me insane, like legitimately eating at me that I just I cannot wrap my head around when it comes to Joe Biden. Not only is he getting dog walked and completely cucked by Republican governors left and right, especially on this border stuff and not doing anything, he continues to aid and abet Israel with like, and all of these people that he is like kowtowing to and bending the knee to, they all want to see him fail in November. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And he's just, he's not doing anything. They're openly saying that they don't want to do anything until like to try to make this a problem. They're literally just doing the migrant caravan thing again that they yeah. did in 2020. Because they're like, thinking like this is going like, to be a way to get him reelected. Yeah. yeah, like Mitch McConnell literally just said, just like, we're not going to do an immigration deal because Donald Trump told us not to do an immigration deal. <laughs> yeah. Like, there you go. All right. You can give him yeah. like pretty much, you can militarize the border as much as you want or, or pledge it to Republicans. And They're like, not going to do anything for this you. Is, and, this is yeah. the guy that we're, that we're all supposed to put our faith in, in this. Like, this is the guy who was the last line of defense against fascism. Look, this we, guy, the guy who can can't even talk President about brewing Hindenburg beer. To the left. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. the brew the beer um but you know greg you mentioned it in the outline to be to be clear utah is keeping things weird though so i think everyone is a little so. bit of solace <laughs> in that we're the weird state we're the goofy weird state you know we what, you know what we do guys it's, it's really kooky we take a little bit of ketchup and a little bit of mayo we put them together and we swirl them around with our finger Yep. That makes us real kooky and We're weird. So goofy. Sometimes, sometimes we sometimes some, we get extra crazy and put barbecue sauce in that and make that hickory sauce. This is so okay. We have so <laughs> many depressing things here. Okay, let's I'm sorry, this is a shit episode. This for is that. so brutal. I uh which hey man, it's okay. Um we're we're starting things off 2024. It's gonna be a great year. We're having fun. Um why don't you take us to the hell lines? We're going to come back to kicking things off with Utah being weird because that's. Yeah, that seems like a good way to, to the intro we'll to come the... back to that. But Greg, why don't you? Well, Jordan, sorry. Jordan, drop. please. Greg, take it away after that. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Welcome to oh, hell. Motherfucker. Oh, oh, <laughs> All right. We're going straight into this. I like it. This is a serious podcast. With that said, hellline number one, break on through to the genocide. Uh, 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 
Uh, so this is from Ken Klippenstein at The Intercept. Pentagon suggests there are no U.S. troops in Yemen. But last month, the White House said there are. Amid a raft of U.S. strikes targeting Houthi rebels in Yemen, the Pentagon has boots on the ground in the country, a fact the Defense Department has recently refused to acknowledge. A small number of the United States military personnel are deployed to Yemen to conduct operations against al-Qaeda. In the Arabian Peninsula and ISIS, the White House told Congress in its most recent War Powers Act on December 7th. Anyway, uh, you know, welcome to World War Three, boys. And just as an aside, if you all saw yesterday on Sunday morning, good morning, Sunday morning, uh, Nancy Pelosi said, if you protest, protest Israel or support Palestine, you're a Russian plant doing Putin's bidding. <laughs> and then she said today that the protesters outside her house that they were like Chinese, Chinese. plants or something. Can we She's, just can can democratic leadership just do one one thing that doesn't appeal to sixty five year old boomers who watch fourteen hours of MSNBC a day? Please, just just once. Well, Nancy Pelosi probably thinks she has a meeting with Harvey Milk in about ten minutes, so I don't know if that matters too much. She's got some more uh, insider trades to. Uh, negotiate oh she's yeah. just batty at this point like yeah the, like she's in her upper 70s too or, or is she in her 80s i don't know how old she is she's old okay so like they're all gonna die at their desk man yeah it's <laughs> yeah the video <laughs> like diane so feinstein <laughs> is like the mark yeah that's like the uh what's what that's the that's the end game that's the Wait, goal this is a stupid question did she die yeah yeah okay i couldn't remember a day a... after voting for a bunch of bills okay i couldn't remember if she died or not nancy okay. pelosi's 83 oh that's awesome how is she older I, I than did, joe biden i did see that the nancy pelosi stock index is doing pretty well also good if you basically just you know buy whatever stock the pelosi's get you you'll um especially compared to just the normal market swings you'll be doing pretty nice that, so. that shit's on rails yeah it's pretty I wish good i was on rails <laughs> yeah same <laughs> um yeah the whole like you're doing like i was trying to like think that through logically and it's so backwards because if anything uh vladimir putin would not want the united states to do a ceasefire because i don't know if he if she realizes what's uh, a lot of funding to Ukraine has been held up because of the uh, Israel-Palestine stuff. So I think it's just like logically completely incoherent. We we literally just told Ukraine like, ah, sorry, man. Sucks yeah. suck. you, you better figure this out. Yeah, there's been considerable less attention that way since uh, October 7th. So if anything... We, we literally I, tell Zelensky he needs to cut a deal. Yeah. It's like, it's yeah. over, man. We're not sending you 155 shells anymore. So uh, you need to wrap this shit up. Yeah. So if anything, Putin wants the conflict. But anyway, oh, congrats just to Nancy Pelosi. that too, like it's completely like splintering like the Arab alliances for like the United States. Because now like 
what you was about to happen with like the Saudi Arabia, like normalizing relations with Israel, that's all out the window now. Uh, mm-hmm. Pretty much every state that was in the Gulf states now in a very awkward position because now they have the Houthis all like riled up and ready to move on pretty much every other Arab capital in the world, along yep. with also holding up all sea traffic in the Red Sea. <laughs> um, yeah. It's not a good time. <clears throat> yep. Yeah, hold on, just real quickly. I I saw something as well. Yeah, there's a, also apparently a, like a lot of political pressure for Biden to uh, hit Iran. That's oh, from that's from that's Reuters. Good. I did see this. This is cool. This is like John Bolton's. <laughs> I was going to say I did see some John Bolton stuff that Jordan put onto my timeline. Thankfully, he um, just blew a load. He never that stops, broke his glasses. Dude, he never stops. He literally never stops. John Bolton and Iran is just—it's unbelievable. Bomb, 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 Iran. <laughs> bomb, 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 Iran. Yeah, Representative Judge Holden from Texas is really calling for a stern response against Iran. Yeah, this is so stupid. Yeah. The thing I can't get over is that uh, our tax dollars are going to all of this so that uh, Israelis can get subsidized college and healthcare. You know what really surprises me during all this is that it feels like the entire like American foreign policy is just completely out to lunch. There it's isn't like, any. That's it, the it, thing. It, it feels like it's completely on autopilot right now. Like the secretary of defense was in the hospital for like a couple of weeks and like nobody knew. Nobody knew. <laughs> yeah. This is this is shit you'd expect under Trump. Yeah. 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 It's it's great. This it's is on, like real death of Stalin rails. stuff. It's amazing. <sighs> Take us away. Take us to the next one. All right. Speaking of the the man of the hour, 83.3 million smackaroos. Hell line number two from NPR. New York jury on Friday ordered former President Donald Trump to pay a total of 83.3 million dollars to E. Jean Carroll for ruining her credibility as an advice columnist when he called her a liar after she accused him of sexual assault. The judge awarded Carroll 65 million in punitive damage, 11 million for the damage to her reputation and another 7.3 million. Trump is almost certainly going to appeal the verdict. And despite the size of the penalty, the verdict was not expe- unexpected. Judge Lewis Kaplan, the uh, crazed lunatic Marxist Lewis Kaplan, that is, ruled even before the trial that Trump had in fact defamed Carol. The jury only had to decide how much Trump owed her, not if he was liable. This is the second time Trump has been ordered to pay Carol. Last year, he was mandated by a jury to pay $5 million for a separate instance of defamation, including sexually assaulting her in a dressing room. I think my favorite part of this trial was the um, transcript that pretty much was like, did you uh, hire anyone to attack E. Jean Carroll's uh, reputation? And this is when Trump was on the stand too. And Trump was like, yes, but, and gave us some sort of long explanation. The judge was like, uh, the jury is going to disregard everything except for the word yes. And you know, she just started licking my toes and it made me feel so good. <laughs> Dude, like this is, these whole lawsuits where you literally just like can't shut up, so you end up paying just like tens of millions of dollars, it's, it's just so insane. Like you could just not say anything and you wouldn't have to pay that Well, I money, mean, but. that's the thing is like Trump's brains is just as much pudding as anyone else's. I mean, like, like yeah. we, we talk about that clip where he talked like Nikki Haley didn't send out security at the Capitol six times and like – 
he's gone too. Like this is just this is going to be the election of the demented. Yeah. 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 It's bad. Um well, congrats to him on winning the presidency this year then. It'll be great. It'll be nice. It'll be great. Greg, take Hi. us away to number three. I'm still thinking about our predictions we made. <laughs> I, I don't think either of them are going to be on the ballot. I, they I, could both die. I honestly really think could. they should. I, I'd I be don't very happy think, if they both die. Especially, like I mentioned it earlier, but that speech that Joe Biden gave at the brewery, that mm-hmm. man has like three synapses brewery, left in his brain. He's a brewed a beer. Beer brewed here. It is used to make the brew beer in this refinery. Oh, Earth Rider, thanks for the Great Lakes. If you looked at Trump lately, too, like that dude looks like shit. Dude, he's straight up doing blackface now. With he his, looks with, very, very. He's got to get. He's got to get some. I mean, let's. We need to. We need to talk to Madison and the the girls to come back and maybe give him a makeup tutorial. Like, dude. Okay. One thing that's crazy is like he the most normal he ever looked. I think we probably talked about this was when he got COVID and almost died and then popped out to like give his didn't like, have his makeup on. Thing. Yeah. And yeah. he didn't have the spray tan. He didn't have the makeup, and he just like looked like a normal old dude. It normal ish. <laughs> old dude also his son Normal is by six Trump. foot eight yeah <laughs> did you guys see the pictures of his son Baron trump should have hooped instead of you know being trump's son because he tall dude, as hell it's yeah it's it's i saw somebody talking about how offensive it is to be that tall and not be able to get a rebound it's crazy it man. like such a waste of height yeah dude why couldn't i like fuck why couldn't i have been six eight yeah you could have had a very different I could have played junior college basketball. That's right. Yeah, <sighs> I know. All right, make division uh, two. Come on. Speaking, <laughs> speaking of sports, uh, hell line number three. The puck stops here. This is from the Deseret News. Last week, Utah Jazz and Real Salt Lake owner Ryan Smith had a, uh, officially put in a request to start an NHL expansion team, even going on ESPN's Pat McAfee's show to talk about the bid and potential names. That was uh, weird. Before you continue. Very the, weird. That appearance was so bizarre. The hat he was wearing. What What is up with the hats? Why is it like a half hat, half visor? It's like a it's like I, a three quarter visor. I don't know. Look. I, it's a it's a high profile visor. It's got like a like a it's bizarre. Anyway, he looks listen, crazy. He likes that. to dress like he's a sixteen year old with like a Zoomies gift card. I don't know what you want me to say. I hate it, man. I eat, but like if that sixteen year old Zoomies employee slash uh, customer also golfed, it's so weird. It looks just dress better, man. You have a like. 10 billion dollars just dress better he looks like a billions character with like a three episode arc (laughs) yeah it's beautiful what a guy somehow he fucks up the deal instead of the uh the roy family yeah yeah i'm sure he would like he gets outsmarted by kendall (laughs) well we're not talking about succession we're going way lower brow than that it feels like we're going billions fine yeah fine (laughs) Um, anyway, so there apparently with this, there's a plan to build a, a new arena somewhere in the south of the valley. Uh, the request did take a bit of a blow. Um, there was talks about possibly moving the Arizona Coyotes up to Utah, but the uh, Coyotes announced last week that they are staying in the Grand Canyon state of Arizona, meaning yeah. Smith and company would then 
uh, have to wait to add an expansion to franchise like Seattle, like what Seattle did with uh, the Kraken and what Vegas did with the Golden Knights. It's kind of bizarre that the Coyotes said they're staying. Like, yeah, they're they're still playing in the same in the same stadium that Arizona State's club team is playing in. <laughs> yeah, like what? it's like four thousand seats. Are they building a new stadium or no? Uh, no. Uh, Maricopa <laughs> County rejected that, and so did so Glendale. What? It is it is pretty bizarre that they're staying there, but they're holding out hope they can get a stadium. But it's really funny they're playing in the same arena as like it's like watching a hockey game at like the like Olympic Oval or something like that. If you took like a few <laughs> five thousand seats out of it, <laughs> oh, that's awesome! Congrats to them. Um, I wouldn't we, hate it though. Hockey's hockey's. Dope. I love hockey, like, dude. Hockey's so we were, I went to a Grizzlies game on Friday and I had the time of my life. Yeah, like. Those are fun, but also like they're super fun. I just uh, like Ryan Smith is going to ruin it. I don't know. Oh, I know. Yeah, I mean, like, yeah, he, he went up to the Capitol the other day to talk about it, too. And you had like Dan McKay and like wearing like an NHL jersey the same way like Rob Lowe wore that NFL hat. <laughs> it's and, so goofy. And and Ryan Smith got to sit up by the by the dais and just have that shit eating grin on his face the entire time. Like it, yeah, was, dude. it was a phenomenal spectrum. Greg, Jordan and I were talking before you hopped on just about how Ryan Smith is like the perfect type of owner that all these leagues want. Like he's just like the guy that's willing to go out. He's he's he'll go on Pat Matt Pat McAfee. Is that his name? Yeah, that's his name. Go to his show. uh, Basically, just put on a big like. I mean, mean, his whole project is just like trying to sell Utah. Yeah, that's exactly what it is. And he's willing to pour a ton of money into that. He's willing to pour a ton of money into looking cool. And uh, I think that is a pretty easy sell for most professional sports leagues. Sure. um, Yeah, (laughs) he's really goofy, but he might bring us a hockey team, which, you know, that'd be fun. I like hockey. But yeah. Yeah. Anyway. Cool. Respect to him, I guess. Hellline number four. (laughs) cool hat. (laughs) All right. Hellline number four. R.I.P. to a heel one. Last week. (laughs) That was good. Thank you. Uh, Last week, Florida governor and platform shoe enthusiast Ron DeSantis uh, recently announced the suspension of his 2024 presidential campaign after a second place finish in the Iowa caucuses and a recognition that a clear path to victory was elusive. The decision uh, he came in uh, or he went out the same way he came in uh, revealed in a four and a half minute video on the social media platform X uh, follows a second place finish in the Iowa caucus quote if there was anything I could do to produce a favorable outcome like maybe not being hungry uh, more campaign stops more interviews I would do it uh, end quote Governor DeSantis said but I can't ask our supporters to volunteer their time and donate their resources resources if we don't have a clear path to victory Governor DeSantis uh, became extremely cucked and additionally <laughs> endorsed former President Donald Trump for the Republican candidacy That's so pathetic. while eating just I just imagine him like being like one of those you know kids in the little sailor outfit with a lollipop but it's just full of shit yeah just just licking a big turd yeah, we, we forget that Donald Trump like alluded to a, a, a couple times that uh, Ron DeSantis was, was both pedophile? gay and possibly a pedophile. Yeah. Like, 
Dude, the way you have to debase yourself to just like be a Republican politician is so funny. But like, it's just, so pathetic. But just going to Ron DeSantis, this was the most bizarre campaign I've ever seen in my life. Like, I don't think that you could find a worse retail politician than Ron DeSantis. The way that he interacts he's with just people. He's repulsive. The, oh, he's, <laughs> completely off-putting and it makes sense because this was the most like online campaign you've ever seen this is a campaign that had to remind ron DeSantis you need to look people in the eyes yeah i think that ron DeSantis has the kind of autism that just makes you annoying he's but dude he's just so off-putting and so weird like in his everything about his campaign was just meant to like appeal directly to like the worst 5% of Twitter and literally no one else. Yeah. He somehow did like a worse job of like doing an online campaign than Ram Swamy. Like, do you guys remember that ad where it's like talked about how like Trump was like pro LGBTQ? Yeah. You can't groiper your way to the White House. And yeah. then it like cut to like weird sort of like epic videos of like Ron DeSantis supposed to be like, like Christian Bale and American psycho and things like that. Just like, yeah. What is this campaign for? It was that that was that was really tough. Yeah, the having a Nazi make your campaign videos was yeah, certainly the, a choice. Food. The other campaign video where there's a son and rod and Marines marching as he's like waving in front of it. He was like, yeah, what kind of weird like Eastern European fascist party stuff are you making here? It's bizarre. I have no idea. Um, Want to know something funny There is one thing that I really enjoy about this whole thing too, is like you can see copycats of his campaign everywhere. Like everyone else running for like the Utah Republican governor uh, seat besides Spencer Cox is pretty much running a Ron DeSantis copy. Epic online. Yeah, like Carson Jorgensen and like Phil Lyman are doing the exact same things too. And they're both going to eat shit equally as bad. Yeah, it's uh, it was embarrassing. Speaking of uh, Vivek, is that how you say? Yeah, Vivek, I think. Vivek, Vivek. Um, I know that he said I I listened to his rap and his name rhymes with cake. So it's Vivek. (laughs) Vivek. Anyway, um. Did you, I saw him tweeting today at like Jack Posobiec talking about how the fix is in, how basically um, Travis Kelsey and Taylor Swift are part of a plot to elect Joe Biden as president. Hell yes. <laughs> so essentially, uh, God, Travis Kelsey tra- becoming like a Pfizer guy um, and telling people to get the vaccine. Yeah. And then Taylor Swift, who supposed, I guess, said "fuck off" to the Soros uh, family in like 2019, and then quote became a huge lib the next year. Um, <laughs> them getting together, and then uh, both, you, you know, obviously the Chiefs making it to the Super Bowl. Um, that was that was part of the fix. And then they're going to win the Super Bowl, and then they're going to tell everyone to vote for Joe Biden. <laughs> So they're going to, oh, sorry, I think they're going to get married and have a big like political wedding and then, and then tell everyone to vote for Joe Biden. So be on the lookout for that. I really enjoy the long game Republicans are playing by both uh, issuing the most popular pop star in the world and also the most popular sporting event also in the world. It's so funny to, I saw someone being like, you know how they like conservatives used to post the meme of like the the white high school quarterback and like the white 
high school cheerleader like hugging or kissing on the sideline and like how that yeah. was like a part of america forgotten or whatever yeah and now they're literally just like fuck these guys like this is part of a weird plot to elect joe biden is the this exact thing well once again like like i said with ron DeSantis, this is all stuff aimed at like the weirdest and most off-putting five percent of twitter like these are all the people who like to use the term sports ball and shit like that mm-hmm. like uh, of course they're not into this because like if you enjoy stuff like this, that means you're not an anti-social shut-in like all of them are. Yeah, I know. It's uh, it's pretty it's pretty pathetic. <laughs> you really do have to just be. It's the grievance party. Um, that's what's so upsetting about the fact that it's Joe Biden as the Democratic nominee is just like you could just have just like a normal, uh, cognitively functioning human being up there. With just like the most mild centrist po- politics, and he would just clean the he would he would wipe the floor. Um, but instead, you got we got what we got, and you just have the online grievance party, and then you've got the other one. So, yeah, that sounds about good. right. Yeah. Um, Tight. <laughs> oh yeah. Well, <laughs> that was our last headline. We should. Okay, so I mentioned earlier about the whole Utah's weird thing. Came from Spencer Cox's state of the. Is that a state of the union? State of the state. State of the state. State of the state. Sorry, his uh, his state of the state, where he basically um, talked about how cool and funny Utah is and how weird we are, and this kind of kicked off the legislative session. Also, which, can I just say one thing really quick? Sure. We don't need a state of whatever municipal or government entity you're in charge of. Like, like after the state of state, it's not like like Jackie Wilson did like a state of the county things like we don't need that. Yeah. We get it. Yeah. Yep. Uh so this kicked off this the Utah state legislative session which is the shortest in the country. Uh it's 45 days long. Uh it's incredible part-time nature it seems to lend itself to be uh our our legislators seem to be a certain type of person for the most part coming from a certain class and certain interests. Uh, so basically, this 45-day period is a speed run to see how much damage uh, this legislative session or uh, body can do in that short amount of time. And every year, they somehow seem to one-up themselves. Um, I should also note that they have a veto-proof majority, the Republicans do. Um, so even if, which of course was made possible by Spencer Cox, who... Um, in the past has taken issues sometimes with some of the ways the legislature has gone about certain things. We, of course, had the famous uh, banning trans kids from sports bill. That was a copy and paste from other states. Uh, Spencer Cox, we believe, found a what he considered to be a compromise on that bill. Um, And we are back at it again because we're back to doing the trans bathroom thing. We're back here. It's uh, it's back to what year was that when the the, the North Carolina one was like 2016 or something? It's yeah, been it like, was like 2016, 2017. It's like eight yeah. years, seven or eight years since we since this was a huge thing. Um, so I'll, I'll just go through this real quick. A, a, a bill that will bar transgender Utahns from using bathrooms and locker rooms in government buildings including public schools and should be it's public buildings too. So this includes the airport. Um, yep. 
uh, will be sent to the governor's desk uh-huh. after ha- after lawmakers give their final approval Friday. Governor Spencer Cox's office has so far not responded to multiple inquiries on whether or not he will sign the bill. Um, two weeks after the language for the for Morgan Republican Representative Kara Birkeland, same sponsor as the uh, the other one. HB 257, sex-based designations for privacy, anti-bullying, and women's opportunities became public. The Senate made two back-and-forth major changes and passed the bill 21-8 during floor time on, on Thursday morning. Um, it's so insane they're back here again. Uh, there was just a story. I mean, this had already happened in Utah, but basically there are um, there have been multiple instances in the state. Uh, since the trans ban of of kids in in high school sports, of as parents essentially accusing kids of being trans, which of course that's was going to happen. Yeah, that was always um, like the the next step. Yeah. Yeah. So just like in practice, this type of shit is just. I mean, other than just being just bigoted, of course, but like <laughs> logically and in practice, this. It makes absolutely no sense how any of this stuff would even function. Like, I mean, it, it makes sense if your goal isn't necessarily to protect people, <laughs> but to like essentially remove any sort of uh, a, a, a ability for trans people to exist in public. Because like what it says here is that any sort of like alarming behavior in a bathroom can be reported, yeah. which just means you're just deputizing the dumbest person in your town to essentially be the genitals police. <clears throat> exactly. And um, it's Cockwatch twenty twenty four. It's 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 just so insane that we're back here again. I, I and like there were a lot of videos posted of Kara Birkeland being, or I guess um, there, there was a lot of reporting done um, about the questions that Kara Birkeland was receiving, including from Republicans on this, <laughs> basically being like, uh, "How do you think this is going to work?" Um, have you talked to the airport about this? How, how, how do you think that would work? Um, she didn't have a lot of answers because she's not the brains behind this bill. This is like another copy paste bill that gets moved around the country. They even trotted out. They have like these people who show up to these hearings at, you know, different places in the country. Um, are you guys familiar with that lady MAGA person? Did you see this? Oh, yeah. Another person yeah, from yeah, that yeah. insane Ron DeSantis ad about Donald Trump being pro-LGBTQ, by the way. Yeah. Like, there are people like that that get, like, flown around the country to essentially speak on behalf of passing bills like this. Yeah. It's it's, 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 it's so the, insane. It's the we have to use identity politics on our side to, you know. Yeah. You know, essentially get our agenda through. Yeah. Yeah. It's uh. It's not stopping. So if Spencer Cox, I don't know, it's there's a lot of things at play here. Um, Like we've seen it in the past where um, Utah tech companies and, you know, the Utah Jazz, et cetera, have tried to step in to be like, hey, this makes us look really stupid. And when you have so much capital here, looking stupid is bad for your bottom line. And and. You're not seeing it this year. And there's a, yeah. a few reasons for that, too. I mean, first of all, the Jazz got their all-star game, so they don't have to worry about that anymore. Right. And also, like, the tech sector in Utah is such a precarious position right now. They don't want to they don't want to jeopardize their sort of, like, generous deals they've got from the state of Utah. So, of course, they're going to stay silent on this now. 
Yeah, so that's no longer um, quite as the uh, quite of, of a factor as it was back in um, was that last year, two years ago. I can't remember now. Um, and then Spencer Cox now, of course, uh, like I mentioned, there's a veto-proof majority, so he he will make some type of political calculation. Um, he'll probably grandstand and sign it anyway, but. Um, he, he'll sign yeah. it, but he'll shake his head the entire time to make sure you know he doesn't agree with it. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Anyway, um, another bill that they've uh, that they're working on this set of pressing union busting representatives for one public for excuse me representatives for one public employee labor union said they are concerned about a new bill that was introduced in this year's legislative session. They're referring to House Bill two forty one recently introduced by. Uh, Representative Jordan Tusher of South Jordan. Among other things, the bill would prohibit public employers from deducting union dues from a public employee's wages, except in certain certain circumstances. It would also prohibit using public money or public property to assist, promote, or deter union organizing. And this, like, this is the excuse is is that like it the the union dues and and just the whole process costs the uh the state money the public money which is it's bullshit it's just a way to make unionizing harder which of course affects our friends that you you know like the starbucks as well as like ivy who we had on uh who's her and her comrades are are currently organizing a union at the uh SLC downtown library that all of this would make that much harder. It's just another strike against labor, which is actually like gained a little bit of ground since the pandemic started. Yeah. Yeah. I mean the, the deduction of funds from people's paycheck directly to their union, that's how most unions are funded, especially on the public level. And ever since the Janus ruling by the Supreme court, they pretty much said like, well, we can't force workers to pay into their union like that. So that took that out there too. And one of the other things that really affects this one too, is like unions have to recertify every three years. Yep. So essentially you're just making them go through the cycle every every three years just to see if you can get them to decertify themselves. And this is a direct shot at pretty much every public union in the state too. Mm-hmm. Uh, most notably probably Salt Lake Educators Association, America's for America, AFT, I mean, you have AFT as well. You have the police unions, despite the fact that they want to call themselves unions, and also the firefighters as well. So like this is just essentially just trying to make sure that any sort of public union is essentially just, you know, shut down completely. And this whole session just pretty much seems like an attempt to like quiet every single sort of like institution that could possibly fight back against like the state of Utah, whether it's universities, whether it's unions, whether it's LGBTQ community, things like that. Like it feels like this is just them trying to go after all their enemies at once. Yeah, it certainly does. Cause that uh, ties in with the next one. uh, R.I.P. R.I.P. D.E.I. The Utah legislature on Friday joined the growing list of lawmakers across the nation acting to ban diversity, equity, and inclusion programs. Lawmakers passed a bill that would prohibit institutions of higher education, the public education system, and government employers from taking certain actions and engaging in in discriminatory practices, as they put it, including DEI programs. It would ban requiring an individual before, during, or after admission or employment to provide certain submissions or attend certain training that promotes differential treatment. 
Republican Governor Spencer Cox is expected to sign the bill into law, of course. So uh, I would just like to take a few seconds right now and wish everyone a very happy White History Month. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know, yeah, February, February is coming up and it's about time we got a piece of the pie as well. Finally, man. <laughs> Can't wait for white entertainment and television. I'm so excited for that. <laughs> it's just going to be fucking tool time. I'm pretty sure like- that's just CBS at this point. <laughs> <laughs> They've just like copy and paste, dude, from like. The critical race theory stuff has just become this. Like all these things yeah, are it's synonymous with each other. And the banning like of a, the banning of or, or the or the not the banning, but the 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 destruction of affirmative action. It's all part of the same project. And it's not going to make any of these people happy either. No. Too, they're still going to wonder why their like shitty kid didn't get into an Ivy League, despite you know he did all the extra collectors and had a three point five GPA. What does that mean anymore? It's like, well, you're not that special. I'm sorry to break that to you. Listen, UCLA is a really good school. <laughs> they're not making UCLA. That's a UC Davis at best. Fine. Yeah, but I don't know. I barely graduated from a state school. It's uh, uh, like you were saying, it's just like all the things that they have been their grievances from the last like it's just like every big culture war thing from the last legislative session. They just like pick up and roll into this one. And it's just so absurd and disgusting and gross. And and we just deal with it every single year. And, and the thing I don't think they understand is like, despite them pretending to be like these big proponents of capitalism and all that, the the free market kind of wants these sort of things because this is how you attract a talented like uh, workforce that actually wants to work for you too. It's like no one wants to go work at Bigot Inc or anything like that. Yeah. So you have these companies that do DEI and ESG and things like that to like make sure like their workers who are usually like higher, like college educated, postgraduate type of people want to go work there. And I always go back to like the example that CIA ad about the um, – about the uh, I am a Latina with generalized anxiety disorder. Oh, yes, 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 yes. The There's a reason why they have all the that. boxes. The reason they have it is not necessarily that the CIA cares about any of that shit. It's that the CIA wants to have a person who does care about that type of shit. Because they've done the calculus like, well, if we want a people who major in these sort of things in college and all that, we have to make considerations to try and appeal to them. This is no different. But of course, this state wants to shoot themselves in the foot, despite the fact that like they want to be like this new like tech sector and all that too. At a certain point, that price is going to come due, and they're not going to know what to do with themselves. Yeah, yeah, genuinely could not say any better than that. And um, yeah, I, it's 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 just like that's what's kind of we had kind of banked on in the past with uh, these companies stepping up, but. Um, at a time when Utah tech or tech in general is not in a very good place economically and layoffs are happening all over the place. There's not a lot of uh, room to be allowed about stuff that might end up making things inconvenient for you. So, um, yeah. Yeah. yeah it's, it's really interesting to me too. Cause you know, man of the hour, Ryan Smith, like 
dude's been silent about all of this and yet you know i thought uh andy larson asked a good question like how do you how do you explain that and how do you stay silent when your uh minority owner is Dwayne wade who has a transgender daughter yep just business buddy yeah yeah and I, mean, I mean, we all knew this anyway. Like yeah. we knew that Ryan Smith's dedication, these sort of like social causes, was as about as far as he could as you could throw him. But yeah, yeah, um, it is a good question. I assume he didn't get a response on that. No, he got a lot of people in the comments. Really I cool. Mean, I mean, super probably, chill people. I'm sure a lot of people got the same response I got from Ryan Smith when I asked him right after he talked about how important LGBTQ people were to our state. Like, how could you still host Jordan Peterson a couple of days after you make this statement? Right. Well, I got blocked, but you know. Sure. Oh, nice. That's yeah, good. yeah, yeah. The thing that, like, and it's it's trite, uh, and, but it is it, it does kind of blow me away, just like how insane it is that. The you know the big argument that's that's being made is like oh we're protecting our children, uh, the whole groomer thing is still very much a hot topic when it comes to all of this and like of course this is all coming from the same people uh, who are all going to vote for Trump in November so they have problem with a, a transgender person using a bathroom that fits their identity, but have no problem with Trump sexually assaulting E. Jean Carroll in a dressing room. These are all the same people they are going to vote to like exempt clergy from mandatory reporting. Yeah, exactly. In like that a too. couple weeks. Yep. Yeah. Like, like, and, and that's what Kira Burkhardt did earlier on this yeah. the, during this week too, was like she weaponized sexual assault and, victims of sexual assault to say like how could we do this to these people all while she knew like this law was probably going to cost millions of dollars in federal grants that goes towards sexual assault victim treatment yep. yeah so you know once again bigotry carries a day over the what they actually care about or whatever it's all just self like the cornerstone to conservative politics is self-serving hypocrisy of course and sexual pathology too. Yeah, yeah. Which goes well. in goes into that. Yeah, absolutely. Um, the last one that, that we wanted to talk about is um, it really is the 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 cherry on the Sunday. It's why I put it in last. <laughs> yeah. We, we got to read this article. Okay. So it's it's about air quality. The feds want clear cleaner air in Utah. It's, it's big. It's bigger than that, though. It's yeah. part of a bigger issue of the Utah legislator slature basically voting to ignore certain uh, federal law. A lot like what's happening in Texas right now. Yeah. Um, so the top line is about how you know the feds want there to be cleaner air in Utah, and the state legislator legislature is going to fight them on that. Um, but to what you're saying, Greg, there's like this thing that always comes up when it comes to Utah State versus the feds. And I saw uh, Phil Lyman talking about this where they always post this graphic about like how much of Utah is is federal land and how yeah. like I can't remember the way he described it, but he was like, Utah's not a state. It's just like a it's a federally controlled. It's the like, Mike Lee argument that he's been making for the last <laughs> decade. You yeah. came into the union after the Treaty of Guadalupe Hidalgo, which means the United States government ceded land to you. They controlled <laughs> all the land before this. What are you talking about? Yeah. 
it always drives me crazy too, because I always just think like, what, are you going to go build a house on the West test range? Is that what you're going to do? See if you can yeah. dig up some barrels of VX while you're out there. I say, go for it. See what yeah. you can do. Go nuts. Yeah. It's, um, it's their new, th- it's, it's one of the new lines that they're, um, that they're drawing. Um, it's yeah, all anyway. land no one wanted. Yeah. That's, that's the thing is like, I don't know. It, it it comes up because they want to drill it, right? <laughs> like that seems to yeah, be. Yeah, that's like exactly a, what yeah, it is. They think 100%. there's oil out there, or minerals, or whatever. Like, but you're not going to find anything out there too, because when they when they settled the state and they took up all the land for like settlement, all that that was like the most hospitable part of it. You think people are going to go live out on like Dugway Proving Ground or something like that? That would be awesome. Seems like a good place to live. <laughs> there's every day my <laughs> limbs get a little more tingly from something. Uh, one lawmaker has proposed legislation that would create a process for Utah to ignore rules like air quality regulations in the future. <laughs> of course. Is, yeah. I walked outside my house this morning and my eyes fucking burned. Yeah, it's uh, a bad time to be. Well, or a good time, I guess, to be proposing this legislation. There is little love lost between the federal government and the state of Utah. By the way, this is uh, from Anastasia Huffam in the Salt Lake Tribune. The Beehive State is not shy about its distaste for many of the federal government's decisions, think national monuments, road closures, and air quality standards, to the extent that one lawmaker has introduced a bill that would create a process for Utah to ignore federal laws that it deems unconstitutional. SB 57 sponsor Scott Sandal from Tremonton has repeatedly brought up one regulation as an, as an example of a federal law that Utah should refuse to comply with the Environmental Protection Agency's good neighbor rule, also known as the ozone transport rule, which sets standards to reduce ozone forming emissions from power plants that can cross state lines. We spent all that time and resources and money litigating the rule, and we should have spent it somewhere else, Sandal said on the Senate floor last week. Had we had this legislation in place and resolution been formed and properly vetted and voted upon, we would have saved a lot of time without having to wait for a judge to tell us that we were not going to have to comply. The EPA found that ozone-forming nitrogen oxide emissions from Utah power plants have traveled east to Colorado in 2023. The good neighbor rule would have Utah power plants implement selective catalytic reduction, a method the EPA says can reduce nitrogen oxide emissions by 70 to 90 percent to solve the problem. Utah condemned the good neighbor provision from the start, arguing that selective catalytic reduction was too costly and would force two of the state's coal. <laughs> it's just so funny every time. And would force two of the state's coal-fired power plants to shut down, jeopardizing access to electrical power across the state. Last year, the legislature allocated two million dollars for the for the legal fight against the EPA's rule. Perfect. That's that's just that's just great. It's delightful. If we don't win this battle with the EPA, we'll be shutting down our coal-fired power plants in the next two or three years, said oh, Re- no. Representative Carl in Albrecht. Shaw Law. <laughs> From Richfield at the time, none of us will still have the power that we need to operate our daily lives. We'll see about that. The Utah Learn legislator to <laughs> code. The Utah legislature adopted a resolution opposing the rule on March 14th, 2023, which stated that the legislature and the governor will support and defend our right as a state's right to an affordable, reliable and dispatchable energy supply from any harmful federal encroachment. The EPA says that, again, this is to protect their right to uh, poison the air of not only our state, but the one (laughs) the ones alongside ours. So 
Um, the EPA said that the proposed rule would reduce nitrogen oxide emissions to such a degree that it would prevent 1,000 premature deaths, 2,400 hospital emergency room visits, 1.3 million cases of asthma symptoms, and 470,000 school, school absence days. The agency further claims that the rule would, would result in at least $9.3 billion in health and environmental benefits while increasing the overall cost of electricity generation by just 1%. Well, uh, which, of course... Um, we know that that does not matter to them. If, if, if there's ever like an agency that's like, hey, if you do this, you'll save X number of lives, cost for healthcare, et cetera. That's not a compelling argument no. for anyone that is trying to just pollute. No, nobody cares. Right now, the rule does not apply to Utah since the Tenth Circuit Court of Appeals in Denver ruled that Utah does not have to enforce the EPA's ozone transfer rule until their litigation in court is resolved. The agency had asked Utah and other Western states to submit plans to reduce their emissions, but it disapproved of Utah's plan, saying that it did not include any permanent and enforceable emission controls in February 2023. Utah challenged the EPA's disapproval alongside other states whose plans had not been approved. The Tenth Circuit Court will hear oral arguments this in this case in March. The state of Utah separately challenged the legality of the EPA's good neighbor rule in the U.S. Court of Appeals for the District of Columbia Circuit June 2023. An attempt to get the rule tossed out completely, that case is still pending. In his presentation to the House of Natural Resources, Agriculture and Environmental Committee about SB 57 on Wednesday, Senator Sandel said that the legislature, not just the, the judiciary, should be able to check federal laws like the ozone transfer rule. Rather than just say, OK, I guess our only avenue is to sue. I think that moves our legislator, legislature intent solely on the judicial system, and I don't think that's right, he said. I think as a legislature, we have some obligation to stand in the middle before we just turn it over to the court system. Opponents of SB 57, like Chase Thomas, senior policy advisor for uh, Nonprofit Alliance for a Better Utah, said that instead of saving Utah time and money, approving the bill would result in more litigation, which is what, how all these things go. It always goes to more litigation more litigation and the state just spends millions and millions and millions of dollars yeah, just fighting this stuff instead yeah. of just like doing the right thing. Yeah. The only winner is billable hours. Yep. Every single time, instead mm -hmm. of violating the constitutional principles of the supremacy clause and the separation of powers, which we believe would only invite lengthy and expensive challenges to this law. In addition to any litigation challenging underlying laws and regulations you may disagree with, we urge you to oppose this bill, Thomas said to the ha House of Natural Resources, Agriculture, and Envi Environment Committee members on Wednesday. Uh, it wouldn't shock any of you to learn that SB 57 passed the House last week, and it heads to the Senate for one final review before it will arrive on Cox's desk. So, um, Yay! Woo! Woo-hoo! Huh. Yeah, <laughs> we're in we're in dark times again. This is just the speed run that happens every single year from the legislature where they just try to squeeze as much awful shit into one session as possible. Yep. It's just it's just every single time, man. It's just so depressing. Just the absolute most depraved human beings on Earth. Yeah. Yep. So. uh <laughs> cheery episode for everyone but that's what happens when you live in utah in january it's just a crushing blow of at least it was 54 degrees in january today it's the um, most wonderful time of the year gonna stop making contributions to my 401k because there's no point we're just gonna live in despair until we die <laughs> 
That was a beautiful rendition, guys. Thanks. <laughs> um, yeah. So I, let's see. I don't know how many days into the session we are, um, but be on the lookout for big things coming from from them for the rest of this time because that's probably not going to stop until they're it done. A, they literally do this till the very last day, every single time. It is a Formula One one race to the bottom, folks. Yep. Yeah. But yeah. You know, at least we're a quirky state. But yeah. hey, it, it's going to be 55 tomorrow. Oh, that'll be nice. And I'm going to go ride my bike. Yeah. No. <laughs> yeah. The weather is very amenable to Greg's lifestyle. Yeah. Um, but yeah, man, it's 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 kind of bizarre. There's just the uh, I, I I had some um, I, it was it was Sundance for the last week or whatever, uh, 10 days. And I had some people I met from out of town asking me about some of the stuff because they had seen it online and they were like, is this overblown? I was like, nope, nope. <laughs> that's just that's just uh, how, how it is here now. Um, we have people like Kara Berkland running the show down there. She's terrific. She's great. From Morgan. She's, do you think that she's ever come in contact with a single trans person in her entire life? I think does, is she one of the people that claims to like know trans people and like, yeah, she, yeah. Lot, oh, lot, lots of trans folks. And I feel like I've heard Morgan. her story. Like she, she's, she has all these personal experiences. She has friends of friends who, you know, were assaulted in a bathroom, which of course would is illegal now. Um, I don't know <laughs> if someone's going, whatever, we're not, not going not gonna to go through the logic of this bathroom bill. It's just disgusting. And I get it's insane that we're still doing this after all these years. Um, but like Greg said, we got the all-star game. So Woo-hoo! Uh, got all that money. For you know, one it, year was, it was a good, good time. I, I can't lie. I really enjoyed myself at that game. Yeah. Shout out to Janelle Monet. Shout um, out to Janelle Monet. <laughs> From the bottom of our hearts. <laughs> We're going to end the episode on anything, and it should be the uh, the mental image of Janelle Monet. Um, any any parting words, gentlemen? Um, <laughs> shout out to Janelle Monet. Uh, <laughs> Knives Out Two wasn't that bad. <laughs> oh man, I, I had something like smart and witty to say, but it's it, I've lost it. It drains out of your brain when it's you. It's gone. Uh, yeah, it's gone. I'm going to go listen to Idols. That's a bad. good plan. I think that's a good plan, too. Yeah. Well, everyone, thanks for listening. Uh, join the Patreon if you'd like. We'll see you next time. Goodbye. Bye. Bye-bye. You will not catch me staring at the sun. Not sucking on a dumb dog, not turning round to run. No hallelujahs and no kingdom comes. So you will not catch me.